Okay, fair warning to our uh, listeners here. I have a shitty mic again. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, recording this podcast at uh, my camp project where I work. I couldn't take my uh, nice big mic with me. We didn't get to do it on time on my turnaround, so uh, apologies in advance. It's the best we could do. We wanted to get this one out before the trip, so thanks. Some some uh, top class dedication here from our buddy Rito to uh, take uh, some time from work to uh, jump on and talk to us. So really appreciate that, Reed. For the brand, baby. For the brand. For the brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the TSR podcast. Unfortunately, we started a second podcast in a row with an obituary of sorts, this time for Taylor Hawkins. Famously known as the drummer of the rock band Foo Fighters, Taylor passed away just hours before they were scheduled to play the Festival Estereo Picnic in Colombia. He is survived by his wife and three children. Taylor was a very special drummer. Anyone who saw him play knows this. I saw him in New Orleans in 2014, and it was incredible. He just seemed like an all-around great guy. A little history on the subject for those unaware. The frontman of Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, created the band years after the death of Kurt Cobain and subsequent breakup of Nirvana. He recorded all instruments for the first self-titled release, which is pretty amazing, and it's great work. On their second album, The Color and the Shape, Dave formed an actual band. His expectations were sky high, especially on drums, since he was a famous drummer himself. William Goldsmith did the drums initially, but Dave wasn't satisfied, and he secretly re-recorded them. Goldsmith was pissed, as he should be, and eventually left the band. When searching for a drummer, Dave wasn't going to choose just anyone. After seeing Taylor play, he found his guy. He was drumming for Alanis Morissette at the time. They went on to form an inseparable bond, watch any of their interviews, they were like brothers. Foo Fighters recorded nine albums with Taylor, and Dave must be absolutely devastated, along with the bandmates. Foo Fighters recently canceled the rest of their tour, and the reality is their future is in jeopardy. It's moments like these we should remember to live life to the fullest every day. Enjoy your favorite artists. Although Foo haven't released their best work of late, they've been an active powerhouse for years. Go see your favorite bands with their active members while you have the chance, because you never really know. Rest in peace, Taylor. Yeah, thanks, Rito, buddy. Uh, fantastic words. Crazy. Feels kind of shocked. Um, had to say, there's been pretty weird uh, emotions floating around in my head the past couple of weeks, you know, as I listen back on their music and uh, read all these tributes across social media. Taylor, legend in the music industry. For me, you know, Foo Fighters, they're undoubtedly one of the biggest bands for me in my late teens, uh, early 20s. You know, they're kind of always on my playlist, but um, as I kind of transitioned from uh, emo-driven teen to young adult, they kind of really shaped shaped what was going on there and, you know, listened to them constantly. And, you know, they really, really just amazing for me growing up. And, of course, their music, really iconic um, but what always stood out to me is just how generally nice they all appeared. Like the band, they're just, they always seem like they're having fun. Uh, tons of crowd interactions, always happy, always smile, and just straight up enjoying their lives. And, you know, most people 
we'll look at that and think about Dave Grohl. But if you really, you know, in hindsight and watching these videos, man, the respect he had for Taylor and he never shined away from giving Taylor the spotlight, like taking him off the drums, bringing him out to sing. Like Dave's an iconic rock role model, but the friendship he had with Taylor was incredible, man. And man's had a hell of a life and he must be in pretty rough shape going on right now with the loss of Taylor and food fighters, you know, sucks, man. Cause they're like probably one of the best rock bands ever. And not, not even probably, they're definitely one of the best rock bands ever, man. Uh, especially modern times. And you know, it's, it's, it's hard to deal with emotions that come from someone dying. You don't really know. And you know, it, it's kind of messed up my head. Like Taylor's death has been kind of difficult. So unexpected. Still think about it like pretty daily. Uh, listen to their music, watching videos. Like I said, it's, they're an iconic band. Um, it's an absolute massive loss for music in general. One of the best drummers ever and seemingly had the personality to match. Uh, if this is it for the Foo Fighters, I wouldn't blame them at all. But regardless of what happens, Taylor's legacy will live on. And may he rest in peace. To your point, Lundy, uh, Foo Fighters are one of those bands that, that come up and play for two and a half, three hours. They, don't, they didn't want to leave. Don't slash didn't want to leave the stage, which is rare in any period of music. Uh, you, you rarely see someone, a band just, just stay up there and, and hack away at it for, for as long as they did. He had the famous thing where he'd always wear weird spandex pants and they always used to joke about it. And mm. um, you see the, the videos online of uh, the night before he did somebody love, uh, he sang somebody love from queen and the introduction from Dave is just, it's devastating, man. Life is, uh, life is short and precious and, it uh, takes no prisoners. Very, very sad. Big loss, as you said. Yeah, and I'll just um, I'll say, obviously, compared to you guys, not you know a huge Foo Fighters fan. Don't know uh, as as much about him as uh, you both, but was fortunate enough to see the band in 2018, and he, you know, the all amazing Taylor did great. I mean, I'm always fascinated by the drummers, especially in a live setting. Amazing. Um, yeah, uh, from what I read on the internet, just some anecdotal things from uh, actually read it on the subreddit and the music one. Um, apparently a neighbor went on there saying that Taylor was just a stand-up guy, family man, super down to earth, super friendly to everybody. Never was trying to be a superstar. Apparently was trying to start a program at his kid's school to uh, fund recording sessions for young bands. I mean, obviously he wanted to give back to his community, um, had a big heart. So terrible loss for music, terrible loss for Foo Fighters. I can't even, you know, imagine what Dave's going through, you know, losing Kurt in uh, Nirvana now losing Taylor and Foo Fighters. Like the guy's gone through a lot of loss. So rest in peace to Taylor. Condolences to his family. Condolences to Foo Fighters. Just uh, tragic news. Yeah. Hopefully next podcast starts on a lighter note, boys, but um, transitioning into better things or take my anger out on of Taylor Hawkins out on, on the Grammys maybe because <laughs> what a fucking absolute shit show of a... <laughs> Thing they are i i I'd like there's so many things that's wrong with it but um you know i think the boys dug into some actual winners and may talk to that but i just have to rant a little on how bad the grammys are um 
first the one that bothers me the most still is best new artist um it makes absolutely no sense i mean the description of it is like someone that became relevant in the year so people are getting nominated with like six five three albums already under the belt so basically what the academy or whatever they call themselves is saying is we don't have enough time to actually dig into what is new music um what we think is oh suddenly a lot of people like these people we've never heard of them before so okay they're new to us so like what the, that's so dumb it makes no sense <laughs> so stupid go like you have so much money you look at these award shows they're putting out they have like all the money in the world go use it go put like you know young people to work like getting out there and like researching this good music and like actually define best new music you can still represent these people like you know japanese breakfast phoebe bridgers like all these people that are coming to light and like really getting mainstream you can have a new award for them but there's no like you're slapping people in the face that are actually new music new on the scene by saying like these people with six, seven albums. And, and I feel like the people that win that award are all like, man, I'm not new. Like what, what the hell is this? Like, you know, like, yeah, this is, this is so dumb. You get, little, yeah. you get a little guilty. It's like, it's crazy. It's like glass animals. Like how many albums, how, when did glass animals form? <laughs> like, are they, they're not new. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and like, I, and I love Japanese breakfast, but yeah, like they must feel bad. Like everyone feels bad. It's like hire a guy, like you said, hire a goddamn intern and just do some research. Like you, this is your job. This is your whole existence. <laughs> yeah. You're the music awards people. Like go, go fucking sort it out. It's go like, award some music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like a festival saying, oh, we only have top lines this year. We have three people because we didn't know how to fill out the rest of the lines because we don't know anything about what music is currently happening today. Like, man, yeah. guards my gears. So, yeah, a band or I'd say a group that really stole the show and a band that we uh, neglected to actually review is uh, Silk Sonic, Anderson Pock and Bruno Mars. Um, record of the year. Beat out Billie Eilish, happier than ever. I don't really agree with that. Uh, you know, song of the year. Record of the year, song of the year. Can someone explain to me what the fuck is the difference about those two categories? Uh, best R&B song, best R&B performance. Like they took away, I believe, I'm not sure how many Grammys they won, but they did, they did quite well. So guys, what do you think? Do you think we should have uh, reviewed these guys? Um, I think we probably should have. But I don't think they probably would have done that well with us, just knowing all of our backgrounds and, and likes with music. Um, you know, I don't think it would have ever gotten in our top fives or anything of last year, by no means. So I think there's just a different, uh, you know, I think they, I don't think the album was that good. I think it's good because of the two people that are behind it. I think if that was just like random two people that just came on the scene as Silk Sonic, no one would have been like, that's, that's the album of the year. So yeah. it, it's because it's Bruno Mars and he took along another pretty famous guy in Anderson Pack and, and made this like super group. And that's why it's, it's getting what it is. It's not because it's actually good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, I mean, I think we, we all had a little listen and just collectively decided it wasn't really worth it. And I think we made the right call. I mean, Maybe it would have grown on me. Uh, I think both artists are incredibly talented individually. Um, Bruno Mars, I, I like what like a few years back when he used to when he 
did those halftime shows and stuff, I was pretty entertained. Anderson Pac, uh, I like that uh, that one album, the one with the bird on it. Roz introduced me to. Um, <laughs> otherwise, uh, I think you you hit it, Lundy. Just not really uh, our taste, and the scores probably would have reflected similarly. Um, to kind of give an example, it'd be like maybe not, maybe this is a little harsh, but it'd be like uh, tossing up a, a country album. I mean, there's not much point of us doing it just because. You know, it, it's just not, it's so far out of our, our scope of what we enjoy that it, it wouldn't be worth it to the followers and we probably probably take some heat for it. So, um, But hell no, it wasn't the best song of the year. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I enjoy, I, there was a couple of good songs in there, but um, I do, I do like r and I, I remember I had, I gave it a listen. I did enjoy it. I think there's a song flies me which I really fucking liked. And then the, the main one, which was, uh, <laughs> couldn't be that good. I can't it's all over TikTok. I tell you Leave the door open. I just came. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. But yeah. I sure it wasn't, sure it wasn't fly by Sugar Ray. Instead of um, <laughs> not sweet. Not sweet. Fuck. <laughs> Moving on, guys. <laughs> Album yeah. of the year. John, Pat- John Baptiste from Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon fame. I shouldn't say that because I'm sure his people that actually like him would be uh, mortified. But John Batiste, lead of the band for the Tonight Show, one album of the year. Now, completely outside of my radar, I would have never known to listen to this. So don't have much to say about it. I, uh, I think I read about him in religion in like grade six. <laughs> 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 It's uh, apparently the same guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just have like, a comment in general on their choices for album of the year. I don't think any of the any of the albums they chose were necessarily bad, but it's a popularity contest, man. Like, look at the look at the people who are named there. Like, you got Justin Bieber, like Kanye with Donda. Like, it's not an album of the year. Like. Lady Gaga. I mean, Billy Ice is great. Um, Silk Sonic's there. It's just a, it's popularity. It's, it's who's getting the billboard, who's getting the clicks, who's who TMZ is following. Like, it's not, not actually about the music. Like, you know, there's a lot of really good albums out there from last year, and I'm, it's not really to take away from from what was nominated, but more so, you know, it's got to be a better way to represent the music. I feel, but maybe that's what it is. Maybe album of the year is the most popular album instead of the actual best album. Definitely a pop, pop music, uh, heavy, but I am glad you touched on it. I love Kanye, even though he fucked us and he, you know, is doing his thing right now, but I'm so happy that Donna didn't win just to add to his already overinflated sense of ego like if he, if donda won i don't even i'm pretty sure he's banned from the grammys anyway because he they're afraid of him so well he won, he won too he won he, he did played. yeah yeah i'll get to that but um i'm glad he didn't win just because he'd be like oh what i'm doing is correct and i should just continue my path <laughs> like, no please don't my next point uh sour beating out happier than ever for best pop vocal album what do you think about that lundy you're a big fan of both mm, um Damn, that is tough. I think I re- I gave Billie Eilish's better album though, so I would yeah. um, disagree with with their approach. 
Um, I'm actually surprised she didn't do better. I really expected Eilish to kind of clean up at the Grammys. But I thought uh, I thought like where Silk Sonic was, that would be Billy. Because I mean, if you think about popular, like she's fucking like over yeah, the end right yeah. now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I I would disagree, but it's not really a bad choice either. Like it's obviously, I think uh, I think Sour has the same kind of thing going for it, where it had more of a like an appeal across more than just music. Like, you know, it had such an impact on TikTok and, and all these videos and stuff and mainstream media more so than, than Happier Never did. Um, I think when it boils down to music, Happier Never is a better album, but, you know, it's, it's not surprising to see Sour, um, you know, debut album from an 18-year-old win. It's not yeah. surprising. Best new artist. That, that to me warrants the best new artists like that's i mean yeah you just yeah. come on the scene and you're doing all this it's actually funny i have a little uh thing here that uh billy eilish and olivia both got seven nominations each which is like tied for like second or third most nominations so they really you can see a lot of parallels there with those two those two women Good moving one. moving on best alternative mm. Mm. Daddy's um, home. what does everyone think about um, this it's funny too because I mean it's not like that we hate the girl. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Saint, <laughs> it's like Saint just booing her, booing St. Vincent. St. <laughs> Vincent's super talented. This is again just, you know, uh St. Vincent's been on the scene, third, fourth album. Um, more known to the people that build the Grammys. And then boom, she wins. Uh Japanese Breakfast, you know, absolutely incredible album, album of the year, in my eyes. The biggest gripe I have with the whole thing, though, the war on drugs. No nomination. What the hell is oh, that? Yeah, I didn't even think yeah. about that. That is they, they won, so ridiculous. They won the lot for their last album. They weren't even nominated. Crazy. Yeah, like their last their their last album wasn't. Or, sorry, this album is better than their last album in my opinion. Um, yeah, it, it's just like how do you just gloss over them? Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Maybe they uh, they weren't um, bumping shoulders with the right people to yeah. get the nom. Mm. Maybe a uh, grand grand douchel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they spelled his uh, name wrong when they lent sent the letter. <laughs> he's too too greasy to to show up at the Grammys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I didn't even I didn't even think about that, guys. That's that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's kind of tragic because that album is awesome. Um, my congrats boy- to St. Vincent though. That was it yeah. was good. It was a good album. I actually liked it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like it's a crime that Jubilee wasn't. You know, a couple nominations wasn't good enough for that album. It deserved a win. I don't know. The guys voting must have really loved the sitar. Like, just really, really into it. God damn sitar. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I knew knew that would strike a nerve when I read that. I was like, man, that's... Because, I mean, I cut cable, so I didn't watch the Grammys, and I probably never will again. I feel I'm so out of touch with that entire uh, ecosystem, but that was was pretty pretty wild to read that that Mm -hmm. she lost that one. Um, Rufus DeSoul with Alive. For um, it's the correct choice, best dance song of the year. Nothing to say about that. My one of my favorite songs. Was that your um, choice? Was that your song you picked on your? Top that was 10? yeah. That yeah. was my that was my favorite. Um, so yeah, very happy about that. And um, another big win for old Rozzy, best rap <laughs> album of the year. <laughs> we get J Cole, Ye- J Cole, Yay Nas. Call me if you get lost. Tyler the Creator, which was also my number one album of the year. So everything just kind of lined up real good. So awesome. Go for Tyler. That's that's a crazy list to beat, right? I mean, not nah. was he nominated? Uh, I don't know if you had nominations there, but the in the awards that Kanye won, was Tyler nominated in those categories? I don't believe so. 
Because it's weird, you know, it's, I guess, I don't know. doesn't always have to be together, but. I know. I think, sure. uh, I think I'm Too Sexy by Drake was nominated. <laughs> Please, God, don't say that. Please don't say it that. It was, it was. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, yeah, you had Hurricane Andana won Best Melodic Rap Performance, and then you had um, JL win Best uh, Best Rap Song, so. Two good songs. A lot, of yeet, a lot of yeet. Yeah, they are. They are two good songs. The, go, the ghosts of Yee is kind of floating around all these awards, right? Like, <laughs> anyway. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I skipped everything that was country or spoken word, so that's as far as I have to go with uh, the old Grammys. But uh, mostly, uh, pretty hilarious, and I'm glad I didn't watch. You, uh, you hit my entire list, Ross. I have like a list of six things, except for I still have faith in you by Ava. Nominated, <laughs> nominated for best record if that isn't like a consolation uh nomination i don't know what Listen, is good pity, good pity wins pity wins exist but i mean maybe there are some europeans on the board who knows but big abba fans i'm a big abba fan i know it wasn't a good album but just to see it i'm sure you know good for them they're all you know they'll put their uh put their soul into that and no it wasn't great but they have a big enough catalog and big enough backlog that uh can forgive him for anything at this point. Still icons, man. Still icons. Still icons. Yeah, you can't take that away. So, boys, three days, three days, and we head to the polo grounds, or four or five days, I guess, till we head there. But uh, you know, Coachella coming up soon. Yeah. Marquee Festival, the greatest festival. We are heading to California. We are headed to two sweet reviews. Have tickets, have wristbands for Coachella. Yes, sir. Uh, it's Coachella. I can't believe it, guys. It's been what? We went to Oshaga in 2019. Yeah. And, that, and that was it. <laughs> I think what what have we seen or what have I seen since? We uh, went to like Death I from Above. To, <laughs> yeah, I seen Death from Above, July Talk. <laughs> And Sloan, those those are some Sloan. awesome bands, by the way. Yeah, can't actually be Sloan. That Sloan concert at Club One was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Good Canadian boys. July yeah. Talk, they always put on a good show, and DFA was was, DFA was incredible, sick. But I am just so stoked for three days of music, man. It's just insanity. Vibing so in a vibing in a field, thirty degree weather, like. Come on, let's go. So stacked. I'm already packing my bag. Like it's I'm so excited. It's like Christmas. My, my whole uh table out in my kitchen is just filled with clothes. I just every time I buy something or clean something that I want to put in there, I've just got it all folded up on my table with my suitcase, just ready to go. Oh my god. I'm, uh, I'm sitting here at camp with uh, my my bag already packed for a week. Just jam-packed, no camp clothes, just roughing it here for a week. We yeah. saw, we saw we saw Pup too, guys. Right? That was uh, after. Was COVID. that was Pup? No, Pup was before. No, that was Pup Halloween. was like 2018, right? No, no, no. Pup was after. I remember because it was like Pup, and then I moved to Halifax. Oh, okay. Like Halloween. Man. Damn, so long ago. Crazy. See Pup yeah. again? We'll Hopefully. see him again. Yeah, from I would love to see them again. I hope Halloween so. costumes, but we'll be there. So um, Friday, we're gonna hopefully see the uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, the which Lizard. is it is insane. <laughs> The coolest, the coolest band name ever. So what this, this I can't even give you a description or uh, a genre of this band because they switch it every album. It's it's insane. They have like 13 albums now, and it's just a whole different vibe every time. They have like a surf rock album, they have like a screamo album, they have this like weird dance album. It's it's 
it's so cool. There's definitely something there for everyone. Uh, very cool band. Looking forward to seeing them. Um, the other one for Friday is The Regrets. Uh, California girl band, from what I've been able to tell. Just cool vibes, man. Um, definitely worth something digging into. They actually released a new album yesterday. Uh, I had my first listen there this morning. Uh, and it's actually quite good. Uh, definitely staying around in the old Spotify playlist. Um, Saturday, I actually was just watching a live show of them from Pitchfork from a few years ago. It was Hot Chip. Um, they were always kind of like just struck me as like more like, you know, dance music. Um, I knew they were a band and not just like a DJ, but watching a few minutes of their show is incredible. They're like, they're like eight to 10 people on stage, just like recreating their music. Um, highly recommend checking them out. And, uh, the other one from Saturday is current joys also have recently put out a good album, a uh, nice little indie rock band, nice little outfit. Um, definitely worth checking into. Um, Sunday we have surf curse, which is probably my favorite find of the Coachella playlist so far. Uh, got this like weird vibe. Roz compared them to Wolf Parade there the other day. Uh, I can see some vibes there with the singer for sure. Uh, they kind of remind me of Peach Pit in a way with um, all their weird, funky guitar riffs. Like um, you know, I can kind of kind of see a little mix of Wolf Parade, Peach Pit going on there. It's just another indie rock outfit. Pretty cool. And finally, guy I also just watched tonight, Fred again, mm-hmm. Fred Gibson out of Britain. Um, I don't want to ruin it too much for Reed, but that was one of the coolest things I ever watched. Like he took like live videos of interviews of people and mixed them in, like looped them into his songs and like actually riffed on the spot, like loop stuff. One of the coolest DJ things I've seen on a video. And I hope he does something like that live, but, uh, overall also his music is it's really solid, holds up on its own. Um, definitely worth checking out if you're into that kind of stuff. On that note, uh, Mr. Lundrigan himself made a great uh, Coachella playlist, and I believe it's uh, it can be made available. and And I don't know how maybe it's something we share, guys. So maybe we make a post about it or fire it up on the website. But uh, it, uh, I, I admittedly uh, haven't. Be, being on uh, being on a job site, uh, I'm super busy, radio going all the time. I haven't had the chance to dig in as much as I would like to, but every time I have thrown it on, it is filled with bangers. And uh, I'm looking forward to my travel uh, coming up, just throwing it on, letting it go, and and uh, exploring what it has to offer. So uh, definitely, definitely recommend you guys uh, looking up uh, the playlist which we'll share and, and just letting it go. You'll find some great music. Yeah. I'll put that on the, uh, when I upload this podcast, I'll make sure to put it on the website and I'm sure we can make a post. It's really, Lonnie did a fucking sick job. Like I've found so much good music on that. Like, I don't know what your technique was. He just took all the top songs on Spotify, put them on there, but nice mix of everything. Really good. I told you that I had to kill you. Sure. <laughs> yeah. As one who also edits, uh, does my own personal Ross cuts of albums. I, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah no um and you know just um uh, i guess if anyone's listening to this before we head out i think we'll probably post this sometime next week so you might have a listen if there's anyone 
you know, you know, on the lineup that you want to see a video of or something like that, we can pop some stories up on TSR content to, you know, I'm not a big fan of video posting from phones in terms of myself when I'm there watching the concert. But if there's, if there's an artist out there, you want to see 15 seconds of fire one of us a message or slide in the old TSR inbox and we'll try to try to accommodate. I think we'll have some fun content coming from our Coachella week, our week in California. Yeah, we'll be recording some stuff and we're not going to do, you know, a four to five slide Snapchat video or Instagram video, but we will, uh, if there's anyone you want to see, we can, we can take a little snip. So let us know. Yeah, Um, actually on that note, we will, uh, we will unveil some, some TSR merchandise. Oh yes, uh, yeah, true. We'll, we'll show show the world, and I know we're just a little blip on the mirror or on the on the map <laughs> now, here. But for now, if uh, keep your eyes open for some TSR merch potentially uh, potentially for sale in the near future. Yeah, <laughs> I actually had a few people say they want to buy them. Yeah, no way. unreal. But they're always drunk, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> no, yeah. That's how you, that's how you get them. Then they wake up with their credit cards on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I bought I bought a hundred in bulk um, for Friday. So I am the uh, electronic uh, guy of the trio. So I'm very excited to see all the uh, electronic acts going. John Summit, uh, Breakout, Tech House DJ, Melodic Tech House. It's gonna be. It's just one of those shows you go. It's gonna be a good vibe. Gonna be great. Uh, Purple Disco Machine, same kind of thing. More of a slower tempo this uh like disco obviously style um again just going to be really fun vibes and i think i'd imagine it'll probably be earlier in the night maybe i don't know we've seen some prediction charts so i don't know where everyone's going to be but it would be definitely a good daytime uh event um the avalanches very polarizing two suit reviews (laughs) we'll finally see them live and uh I'm, i'm expecting big things i think i'm saying this right daphne hey lundy it's caribou's elias yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I I kind of deep deep dove into Caribou. He's from Manitoba, Canada. And yeah, he's, and he's forty. And he's forty four. His name actually used to be Manitoba, and he got sued by a guy named Manitoba, so he changed it to Caribou. <laughs> uh, also, a, a PhD in math, actually a math genius. Him and his sister. So just a very interesting guy. I got a bit too into, into the rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, that's my Friday. Just some some stuff I found. Uh, here's a factoid. That I don't know if you oh. guys know. It's oh, little, I, I told yeah, the guys yeah. earlier. I have a factoid. Oh, um, Curse, obviously great band. Did you guys know that the uh, lead singer slash drummer of Surf Curse is Current Joyce? No. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Isn't that crazy? So, because when you were saying, "Oh, Current Joyce is good," Surf Curse, same dude. Wow. Yeah, it's a side project. So he's doing two days. That's so cool. Because I fucking. I guess that's why I like both. Yeah. So sense. like. When those guys came on, I was like, I really enjoyed. It. I was like, I really like Surf Curse and I, these current joys. Like, I, I'm in love with. And I'm like, holy fuck, same dude, same guy. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, current joys Saturday. Wallows found them. They were great. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Wallows is gonna be good. Um, Sunday, Crumb enjoyed the stuff that they had on. Um, Fred again, like was said, just gonna be a cool live show. Like Lenny said, he was he can mix interviews a lot. A lot of his actual. Um, Sampling is from voice memos of people. Like, I think one song, it's like a voice memo from a construction worker he talked to. Like he really uses like real life, like bar conversations and like spoken word stuff into his into his music, which gives it kind of you know gets out of that EDM style and gives it its own kind of like special flair. So 
Really looking forward to that. And then, of course, Fat Boy Slim. I think might steal the sh- if if not for hot chip, maybe it's Fat Boy Slim. But I feel like we're gonna expect big things from him. I think it'll be a good show. What's his? Uh, have you watched anything from him? Is he like twist twist knobs and stuff, or is he kind of music plays music? The thing is, is that I've seen him twist knobs and the things I've watched, but <laughs> I don't know for like bigger shows if he goes bigger and does some live stuff. I yeah. mean, these old school guys like the Kembros and the Pendulums and the Prodigies, like they. They, they know what they're doing. I mean, they've been around forever, so maybe he'll add a little extra. Before we go, I just want to say, fuck you, Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kanye Yo. really Kanye really did his dirty, didn't he? I mean, for uh, folks at home that don't know, Kanye West uh, backed out for the second time, and this time for, an, for good. He, uh, he will not be going to Coachella. His apparent $7 million will be going to The weekend. He was stepping in and taking his spot, doing kind of a, kind of a joint main uh, headlining act on Sunday with Swedish House Mafia, which makes sense because they have done a few songs recently for Swedish House Mafia's new album. And uh, should be a good show if he plays his hits. I'm a big weekend fan, so you know, obviously I'm gutted. We're not getting yee, but this will still be good. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, basically the same sentiment, really. Uh, Kanye's like a bucket list kind of guy, an absolute piece of shit, but got some damn good music, especially his old stuff. Wish it wasn't so good. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully he gets himself straight and comes back and he's able to make some music and perform some shows in the future. I mean, if the rumors are true and he had no prep done for the show, he had nothing prepared, you know, there's no guests ready. No, you know, he hadn't rehearsed or anything like that. Maybe it's for the best really, you know, it could have been a shit show. He might've showed up and been like an hour late. We might not got nothing um, with the weekend and Swedish house mafia. You know, we're getting one of the biggest pop stars in the world. You know, I just did Super Bowl halftime show last year. Uh, really good album out this year. Um, it's definitely one of the best possible people last minute. Like it, props to the Coachella people for being able to just pull that together. Right. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I echo your, your sentiments for sure. It was very impressive that they came up with the replacements. I mean, you know, if we're, we're being totally honest. I mean, we, we had rage at one point and that was a total gut punch. Mm-hmm. And then yay, uh, yay was going to be huge with man flashing lights, all those uh, bangers. Like, uh, I know, I know I've been, I've been holding off in the group chats, uh, <laughs> talking about my disappointment because I'm still just so damn excited and we're going to have an amazing time, but it is hard not to, to feel the disappointment for sure, but it's still going to be amazing. I you know, if if you if I was shown the the poster without all the hype, without everything behind it, like those the the headliners wouldn't be super attracted. I'd, I'd be more attracted to the undercard than the headliners. If you know, if if I saw the 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 poster today without tickets in hand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but stacked, uh, totally stacked. But uh, it's gonna be incredible, you know. So uh, you know, shit happens. And Lundy made a very good point, like. We could show up to like a Lauren Hill type thing where we're just all there waiting and nothing happens. So Lauren Hill. 
<laughs> she's never gonna live that down. She even mentioned it in that song with Nas when I in the last episode, the other episode we did. But uh, yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be too late for your fans. But yeah, with, with Kanye, you'd never know. And I mean, respect to Coachella for I mean the heart like I mean the the roller coaster they've been on losing like I mean first Rage and now Kanye like they must be like just their blood pressure must be like through the roof trying to deal with all this stuff and just still trying to <laughs> and still managing to put on the biggest festival of the year. And I feel it'll, it'll go down for 2022 as the best one so two weeks before too two weeks yeah it's, it's crazy like i can't imagine being like i would love to be a fly on the wall for like the meetings when they get together like what the fuck are we gonna do now so. i you know they had to have this in they had to have some sort of backup plan man. like yeah. you know they they can't you can't book kanye west and then you know just assume he's gonna show up there's gotta be yeah there's gotta be a kanye clause yeah well, I mean, they didn't have to pay him, so yeah. So clearly, there was obviously something written in there. It's I'm with you, Reed, man. The undercard's much more appealing than than the headliners. That will even go see Harry Styles, Billy Eilish. I'm absolutely secretly very stoked for. I think she's amazing. I wouldn't say oh, secret. Yeah. You're very. I feel like you're very open. I I'm also very. I think that's going to be a fucking maybe. Uh, it also, could be one of the maybe the best shows of the weekend again. I, I agree. I, I think it's going to be absolutely electric and the place is going to be on wheels. I cannot yeah. wait. Oh, I yeah. Wait. Just thousands of thousands of screaming girls and then two sweet reviews. <laughs> Man, her, I say you guys the link to her Grammy performance backtrack to the Grammys. That was sick. Like, yeah, was, yeah. Her, her voice is insane. Yeah, she's got it, man. She she's got everything. She's got it. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening to our podcast. Um, hopefully, the next one will come on a happier note. Um, hopefully, the three of us return from California after this trip. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, if you ever have any topics you'd like us to talk about or albums you'd like us to review, slide in the inbox, send us an email, shoot one of us individually. Appreciate it, as always. Sweet!